Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR professionals who want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. Right. Welcome back. We missed you last episode, so glad to have you back. Yeah, life gets crazy sometimes. Yeah, li- <laughs> life is life is a mess. And before we get too far, I want to let everybody know that this episode is once again brought to you by our Patreon rockstar, original HR rockstar, Hallie. And I just got a notification this morning that Hallie's going to be receiving her one of her gifts for being a supporter for three months. So that's being shipped. I think it was shipped today. So, yay. Is it a uh, surprise or do I, can I find out what the gift is? It, for three months at, at that level, it's a jaded HR sticker, our logo on a sticker. Oh, and nice. So, I need one of those. Everybody wants one of those. I don't even have one of those. <laughs> we got to put, put it on the beer fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we do. I'll, I'll get one just for that. But if you're jo- enjoying the show, please support us. There's a link tree in our show notes and on our Instagram page with all the ways you can support us. There's four main ways. You can be a Patreon supporter like Hallie. You can leave us a review. And as I mentioned before, through the July 31st, every review written, we will, I will donate $2 per review up to $20. And for the month of July, it'll go to Ameriface, which supports cleft and craniofacial awareness. So we'll do that. So I looked this morning at a few places, a few countries on Apple podcasts. I did not see any new reviews. So get them out there. Take my money, please. But you can tell a friend. And you can contribute a story. So that's why you can support the show. We look forward to y'all's support. So, so going back, and I, in the last episode, I teased a little bit about the story. It was in my last week's show notes that I did not get a chance to go to. But our favorite restaurant that we like to mock and scorn Chipotle is back olé, in the news. Olé, and if olé. you you remember our episode from September of last year, the one titled We Lose Yet Another Potential Sponsor, we talked about Chipotle being in deep doo-doo. One of the two cases we covered in that episode was a sexual harassment case. And the the person reported the incident to the store management, the general manager, etc., and later got terminated. Well, anyways. That person received a $70,000 settlement, and then part of this settlement, Chipotle was to institute policies and practices to prevent and eliminate sexual harassment in the workplace, such as amending its sexual harassment reporting policy and procedures, training on Title VII, and posting a notice about this suit. So what do you think happens? Well, let's go ahead and fast forward to June 7th, this was on John Hyman's blog, his sixth nominee for Worst Employer of 2022, and he titled it The Sexual Harassment Ignorer. And of course, this happened at a Chipotle. An employee (laughs) on her first day of work, the store's general manager said that he, the female employee could sit on his lap. A few days later, the general manager told the employee she could be his boo and then grabbed her arm and told and she told him that she had a boyfriend and declined. Joe Manger also, along with other male employees, would pass around pictures of female employees, including this, visit their social media accounts and make open comments about their bodies at work. The GM propositioned the employee to come home with him multiple times. The general manager asked for hugs and even would grab her if she even said no. He would rub her arms 
buttocks, hips, etc. Makes daily comments about her clothes and her body. But anyways, this guy is a complete douche. He rubbed his palms across her buttocks as he walked past her. He grabbed and rubbed his genitals against Navarro's buttocks as he walked past on one of the occasions he was erect. <laughs> Those are only part of the reasons why John Hyman made the nomination. But just prior to this person's hire, another female employee quit her job at the same store after complaining to Chipotle's ethics hotline, employee services hotline, and human resources department about similar allegations against the same general manager. According to the lawsuit, Chipotle did no investigation and made zero effort to stop Baker's, Baker's the general manager, his misconduct. So how, how hard is it for these companies to, to learn? I mean, you're on the EEOC's radar and yet you've apparently done nothing not to, to train your store general manager about, Hey, don't do this stupid shit. <laughs> you, you lost me when you said erect. I was like, no, <laughs> like, no, like, I, I just don't want to read. I don't even want to read that report. Like, I don't want to be like, oh man, come on, <laughs> come on. Like, really? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So speak about words and phrases we don't want to use. I was early on at a new position where I worked. And we had an investigation and the language that was used was not PG. It was hard R rated X language that was used. And I had the actual words and phrases written out in my report, but I'm reading this to the VP of HR who had hired me. And we didn't have a really good relationship, like a rapport. We, I was new and hadn't really established myself and I'm sort of making my report, verbal report to her in PG-13 language. And she just <laughs> looks at me and says, Warren, you have to use the, the real words and language that were used. And so I'm picking up the paper over my face because I can't look her in the eye <laughs> as I'm dropping the C word and talking about genitalia and all this other stuff. I'm, I'm like, I can't, I don't know if she did that just to because she was going to read the real report, but I went over my verbal summary of it. And that, that was just tough for rookie, me to do. Rookie hazing. <laughs> yeah. Rookie hazing. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> if you're going to play um, in these leagues, son, you're going to have to use the words. <laughs> yeah. Have to use the real words. <laughs> these. <laughs> I, I remember one of the phrases being something like, I got your mama swinging for my balls. <laughs> things like Having to tell this to the, the vice president, say these things. And I'm just having a hard time. My face is probably bright red. And I mean, like you're, said, I you're bright red right now. And we're on camera and I'm watching you say oh, this. Hey, I'm sunburnt too. It's, it's yeah, July. Okay. And I'm wearing a red shirt, which I never wear red, but I'm wearing a red shirt today. So anyways. Yeah, they deserve, Chipotle as a whole deserves to be on every worst employer list based on the stories. And in the last episode, I teased that I thought I'd discuss them more than this in a negative way. I did discuss something positive about them once upon a time as well, but they, I had a couple other Chipotle stories that never made it to air. So that's why my mind was thinking we had more than, than we did. So yeah, go back but, and check but, out that episode from September 2nd. We lose yet another potential sponsor. If you want to find out, here are comments on that a year ago. But you posed a really good question. Like, 
how can you not as a company i i just think about my own world that i live in and a very much the companies that i worked for in an hr capacity are so much smaller in scope and size and all those types of things and when ever an allegation that's even close to something like that comes across my desk it's fucking drop everything and go like yes. how in the effing world would you not especially if somebody else had already quit previous like the same location in the same company location. as a whole has like, a whole record they have a rap sheet like <laughs> I would not want to be like a high up person HR in that company. Like, um, sorry, I'm I'm switching to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Might be easier. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, it's like it's just because what, you think because you're Chipotle, you're a little higher, higher and mightier or something like that. I don't I don't know, but like, wow. Like And no, I, I will I say I worked in restaurants through high school and college. And of course th this was the early to mid nineties and things were way different. Uh, harassment was like the, the amount of harassment was ridiculous at every restaurant I worked at. It, it, it was not being an HR person then and seeing, knowing and seeing what went on then I'm thinking, wow, some crazy stuff. I, I only worked at one corporate type restaurant, but just ultimate and crazy stuff happens in restaurants. So. Oh no, anyway. the service industry restaurants, they are notoriously known for at least the ones that I've worked in and the people's stories people tell me and the incestuousness you see when you see the staff partying together. Mm. No, there's there's a lot of things that are very blurred lines that happen in those types of industries. Yes. However, no excuse. To 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 be unjaded for a second, <laughs> like when these kind of allegations come through. Go do a fucking investigation. <laughs> like, dear God. Yeah. It, exactly. It, 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 you, you should have learned your, your lessons. So I'm interested to see what the, the EOC comes back with on this one because they already slapped their hand last year, not even a year ago. The ruling came out August the 8th of last year. So just, just under a year ago, this, the first one came out. So. Moving on to my next story, and this one actually came out today. Suzanne Lucas, our friend who posted something on LinkedIn today, she asked the question, is it rude to get up and walk out during an interview? And this question comes to us from the Reddit, Am I the Asshole subreddit. So 15 minutes in to an interview, they hadn't had a, a discussion of salary. So he, he asked, and then he was told, Quote, it's bad mannered to ask, it's bad mannered to ask salary this early in the process. He disagreed and can, said he wasn't going to waste can, his can time we, can we entertaining pause right an offer that couldn't compete. He tried to argue back that they were a startup. He just stood up, thanked him and left. Well, the interviewer was the CEO and he got angry and flipped out apparently. And then according to the Reddit post, the recruiter made a passive aggressive remark on LinkedIn about it. So Suzanne Lucas supports him. She, some of the reasons she cited were candidates think you're lowballing them. You're wasting everybody's time. Uh, the internet makes sharing info easy, like salary info. And in some places like Colorado and New York, soon to be New York, it could be the law. But 
I have a little bit of a different take on it because, you know, half of it has to go back to how did he ask about the salary when there's other ways to get around it and find out, but no, I don't want to be jerked around in 25 years experience, yada, yada, yada. And they want to come to me at $15 an hour or something like that. No, I, you know, I, I've been there, done that. And we need to make sure we're on the same page, but I'm thinking Maybe you should have gotten there before you got to the interview when you called the interview, the phone screening or something like that. Hey, I'm looking for a salary between X and Y. Are we in the same ballpark? You can even do something as general as that and see what happens. So I'm sure the the Reddit user is not, the truth is somewhere in between, but <laughs> I'm sure the Reddit user could have maybe embellished the story a little bit, but still. Yeah. And if someone asks me the salary, I want to give it, I I'm on the same page. I don't want anybody to waste their time. If we're in the X salary range and you're not in that range. Okay. Well, I'll say, sorry. I always ask, what are your salary expectations? And if they're in our range, I'll go forward. If not, I'll say, look, we're, we're not in the same ballpark. Unfortunately, I wish we could continue, but it's not probably not going to be worth either of our time. And See what they go from there. I'm all about, yeah, if it's not working, no, leave. I don't care. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather you just walk out in the conversation than, than not where my brain was going to during that whole, <laughs> when you're reading it all was, was thinking about when HR people interview HR people. Oh gosh. <laughs> I just love, cause I mean, our titles suck. In the oh, sense yeah. of like a generalist at one company could be like literally the, the highest position and you're doing everything or a generalist is literally doing nothing and you're more of an administrator, but there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I always like it when I get a recruiter that calls me and you know, you take everyone's while you take the call and it's a generalist position. They start talking for a couple minutes. I, I, I just cut to the chase. Okay. What's, what's the range? I'm, yeah. I'm the one being interviewed and I'm asking them like, what's the range? Um, Oh yeah, it's like forty thousand. Uh, no, uh, sorry, you're you're way off. You're way off where I'm at now, but it I, I always makes me it cracks me up when HR people interview HR people because we just kind of cut through the bullshit. Like I know the questions they're going to ask me. I know the coined answer that I'm gonna we're gonna give. No, let's just sift through the BS. <laughs> let's just go right to the point. Where I've had phone screens that they've they're recruiting me, and I've been on a phone screen for six minutes tops because i'm like no like no. you're you're way off there's no point even having the conversation like don't ask me a behavioral issue don't be ask me a behavioral question because i already know right now there's no chance in hell i'm taking this job <laughs> exactly exactly well i i have a little story that relates to this. someone who did not walk out of an interview but really wanted to walk out of an interview so i left a company and one of my friends was looking for a job then asked me about the job. I said, oh, actually, that's mine. And I gave her the straightforward, honest truth about everything in the company, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, she went through with the interview and she met with my former boss. And these are her words, not mine, because I didn't really go into detail about personal items about the boss and how that person acted and behaved. But she said she walked in he asked like two generic questions. Then he puts his feet up on the desk with his hands folded behind his head. And he starts talking about himself for the rest of the interview. 
And she's like, this was so awkward. And he didn't say anything about, ask her any more questions. Was talking about himself the better part of an hour. And she's like, I wanted to get up and leave, but I didn't. She said, I felt I would have felt rude if I had. I was like, oh, yeah, I can I can actually see that happening. But it was it was just so so bizarre that and then they did offer her the position. She declined and get this. That's the that's funny. Still offered her the position. <laughs> yeah, they offered her the position and she's like squirming. How the hell do I get out of here? Not wanting to leave. But she declined a few months later. Out of the blue, I'm at the new company, and the my former boss calls at my calls me at my new de- office, and tells me, "Oh, by the way, I hired thus and so for the position, who was our former administrative assistant." I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, and that's basically all he had to say. And I was like, "Okay, why are you calling to tell me this?" But right, just just weird people, weird weird people. So topic, and I think you and I are sports fans. I'm going to try and make this relatable to people who are not sports fans, but every July 1st, from July 1st of 2011 to July 1st of 2036, former New York Met Bobby Bonilla gets a payday. And so it's referred to as Bobby Bonilla Day, and it's a, a a real thorn in the sides of New York Met fans. And I'm not a New York Met fan. I was when I was very little as their farm team used to be here near me, but I got to see a lot of the, the Mets come through there. But anyway, so Bobby Bonilla, just give you a little bit on his backstory so everybody can get caught up. There's no doubt about it. He was an outstanding player for the Pittsburgh Pirates at the start of his career. There's just no doubt about it. In 1991, he signed a five-year, $29 million contract with the Mets, which made him the highest paid player in the National League. But he struggled, and then he had problems with the press. And the press put out a story that he was not a fan of the New York Met fans. So things got worse. His fans turned on him. And so what happens next? He, in 1995, he got traded to the Orioles, where all players go to ruin their careers. As an Orioles fan, I am saying that. But they did win the AL pennant that year with Benio on the team. Uh, but he didn't last long at Baltimore. He became a journeyman, basically signed as a free agent by the Marlins in 97, got traded to the Dodgers in 98. And then he also once again got traded back to the Mets in 1998. And he struggled in just, that year in 60 games that he played, he only batted 160. You know, if you're not a baseball fan, the players call, if you have a batting average in the ones, you're on I-60. means you're on the next bus out of town if you're batting <laughs> that. And during the 99 NLCS, he was seen playing cards very famously with Ricky Henderson during the NLCS where they ended up losing that game in the NLCS. But he was so highly played, paid that the Mets could not trade him. So they had to eat his contract. So what they did is they agreed to defer his payments for 11 years. So the next 11 years, he didn't get paid, but his salary was accruing at 8% interest. And then they would pay him nearly $1.2 million for the next 25 years. So all in all, they're ending up going to be paying him 
about $30 million just to satisfy a $5.9 million contract. So that's the origin of the Bobby Bonilla story. But here, I'm going to try and tie it back into HR. First, do you know who one of the owners of the Mets were at the time of this wonderful financial decision the Mets made was? I know they were investing with Bernie Madoff. I don't know yes, Bernie owner. Madoff. He was an owner. He was one of the owners. And he, he apparently he signed off on this agreement. So you know it's got to be good if Bernie says it <laughs> of is. Of course. Bernie of course Madoff says it's good. But I, I've been doing some deep dive on this. And some Mets fans actually think it was a good deal for the Mets. Because in 2001, the first year after he was released, uh, the Mets annual revenue was $169 million. 2011, the first year of his payments, the Mets revenue was $225 million. And it peaked at 2019 before COVID at $362 million. Obviously, it took a decline in 2020 and 2021 is back to $302 million. But the point is that it costs them more, but they have more money to use because the value of the Mets and their revenue increased ridiculously over that period of time. So here's what I want to tie this back to HR. Please do you have a, an employee who's very talented. There, uh, like I said, gotcha. there's no doubt he was extremely talented, batting, base running, everything. But while he was at the Pirates, but he seemed to be a a bit of a poison pill everywhere else he went. And he'll say that there's other people and who knows where the truth lies in, in that, but he's a poison pill. And actually he got benched in that final season of the Mets. He got an argument with Bobby Valentine, the general manager who benched him. And he was sitting on the bench collecting this money because he couldn't listen and play by the team rules and things like that. So that's how expensive it can be to get rid of a problem employee. You don't have to let it be that expensive. Document your problems. I mean, we're dealing with contracts and unions and things with the Major League Baseball, but document your problems, record them, and get the cancers out of your system as quickly as you can. And sometimes you might have to end up paying to do it. Maybe you have to pay your attorneys. Maybe you have to pay a separation agreement or something like that. But get these cancers out of your system as, as quick as you can because they're just nothing good is going to come of it. And you think that somebody who was a, a problem, once again, he, was, he signed in 91 and they had to let him go in 95. And then they brought him back a few years later. So what's up with that? The Mets need, didn't learn their lesson the first time. And I, I got a feeling we might be seeing some of this in the HR world with boomerang employees. We let them go mm -hmm. some time ago and, oh, maybe they've changed their ways. They haven't changed their ways. It's the same <laughs> thing. So, and we bring them back only to learn, nope, they didn't change their ways. And now we have this, this employee, but we might be even in a situation we need a body and screw it. We got to put up with their BS because we just need a body in some of these situations as, as bad as hiring is right now. So happy Bobby Bonilla day. We only have, you Mets fans only have, I don't know, 13 more years, I guess, <laughs> 14 more years of that. I was also thinking like, I guess it was a good analogy that she used. I was also thinking like deferred comp for like higher valued employees. 
high value employees, similar to C-level people, they might get deferred or other types of compensation out of this. I mean, in baseball world, ESPN did a great article actually recently on Bobby Bonilla Day, and it lists any number of major league baseball players who are getting deferred compensation. And it's just a way to structure payment so that it makes your books look better right now. Mm-mm. But C-level execs, they do get deferred comp, maybe in terms of stock options that don't mature until 25 or 30 years or bonus structures that are, are paid out over time, annuitized payments and things like that. So there, there, that does happen. Now, not to get too personal, my, my stepfather who died in... 2013 he was he received a super mega bonus for from his company and i think it was only two years ago my mom received the last annuitized payment on his bonus if it wasn't last year it was the year before so it does happen in the in the corporate world mm-hmm. absolutely so anyways just one i thought bobby Bonilla day tried to turn it into hr hope i didn't bore everybody to death with some baseball stats and the whole I circled on my calendar every year. I'm always excited for Bobby Benny a day. <laughs> but you're a Red Sox fan and he's oh, I, it's got nothing to do with that. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and besides that, he's still getting five hundred thousand dollars a year for his one year stint in Baltimore. They paid him so much and they wanted to get rid of him. That I mean, how bad is it when we're paying to get rid of you? <laughs> yeah that that should be a red flag that's uh, pretty typical though in sports though hey we'll we'll trade you but we'll keep paying your contract but not, even if i got to play against you i just want you out of my fucking clubhouse yeah exactly and some people end up doing better with yeah. that i think the yankees were still paying or texas was still paying a rod salary for a very long time while he was with the yankees yeah. If I recall something like that. And I think correctly. David Justice's contract was being paid by the Yankees when he was playing for Oakland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's one thing I love about baseball, no salary caps. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we're bumping up on 30 minutes already, but I did have one more story. This also comes to us from LinkedIn and a, a person that will remain nameless is a, a contact of mine on LinkedIn. Made And they are a solicitor I've done business with in the past, a salesperson, I should say. But they made a post about people being extremely rude when they call. And so they obviously... So they, I've used so they called their, you, obviously. <laughs> no, I've actually done business with, with them once upon a time. I'm not currently. It's been years. But, Do not uh, accept fucking solicitations. Do not call me. <laughs> well, they, they made a post about people being rude, but I did Tell your story. Tell your story. (laughs) Today's July 5th. We just had a three-day weekend. First day after a three-day weekend is a busy day at work. And unfortunately, our our reception was gone. So we had someone else answering the phones. And normally, our receptionist will screen our calls and tell us, hey, Warren, you've got a call from John Doe here. So, okay, whatever. And I accept her decline. I tell her, okay, put it through or I'll send it to voicemail, one or the other. Well, now... I accidentally answered to my calls because the person was just transferring. So when I pick up, I see, oh, it's being transferred to me from whomever. They're not announcing who it is. So I talked to two solicitors today. Anyways, one was a, a company one to our payroll. And the other was a staffing agency. But after that, I stopped uh, answering my phone. Today alone, my voicemail before I left, I had two staffing agents, staffing slash recruiting agencies call. 
somebody wanting to offer us better benefit packages, a job posting service, an applicant tracking system, an employee survey company. And then I didn't get this person never even put the company's name in his voicemail, but they are dedicated to helping me find the absolute best talent faster than I ever thought possible was part of their voicemail spiel. And then an employee recognition service. So that's 13 calls today I received alone. So if you're making cold calls and you get hung up on or somebody's being rude to you, I just don't think you're understanding how many calls a day we get. And the timing of them can be very bad. Sometimes I'm expecting a different call and I'm like, you call it three o'clock. I'm expecting someone to call me at three and I pick up the phone without looking at the call ID or something. I'm like, oh shit, you know, but I just don't think they understand how many calls a day people actually get. I, I, I wanted to make a comment on LinkedIn, but I do know this person I've worked with them. I may work with them again in the future, but no promises, guarantees, anything like that. <laughs> But I just don't think people understand how, how rough it is when you're getting, like I said, 13 calls today alone I, I received. And that's not including the emails, the spam emails, which just get deleted without open. So anyhow, anything else on your end of the world there, Feathers? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting through this summer. We will continue on to continue on. I said I was going to do better with best practices, but best practices, Chipotle, get your shit together. That's our best practice of yeah, the Yeah, make the guacamole cheaper because you're going to get sued. Or actually, <laughs> unfortunately, you're going to have to make it more expensive because you're going to get sued. You're going sued. to make it more expensive. Guac, they're going to be using cheaper avocados and limes and, and stick things to my like Taco that. Bell. Just stick to my Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> I can get down with some Taco Bell. I've never been to a Chipotle still. Never have. No, they're good. No. I mean, I, I will say that the food is good. Just I've been to Moe's. Just I'm, worried about the service. Yeah. <laughs> oh, What's happening you, in the back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The E. coli and all the other yeah. wonderful, fun things out there. So, well, that is Jaded HR. Once again, please support us in one of the four ways. Leave us a review. Once again, I'm giving a $2 donation for every review met left up to $20. Send us a story, tell a friend, or become a Patreon. And all the links are in the show notes and on our Instagram homepage. So as always, I want to thank the Underscore Orchestra for the use of our theme song and Andrew Copa, who does our disclaimer at the beginning. So thank you very much. As always, I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. And we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time. <laughs>